Welcome to Relevant Faith Church. My name is Mike Wilmer. I'm the lead pastor here at Relevant Faith. We are excited that you have joined us. An elder here and Pat, my very, very good friend, Pastor Nate Terry, is going to come and preach the word this morning. I always get excited whenever he comes to preach because he is just a powerful, powerful man of God. He's a very good friend of mine. He's been with us since before we launched this church and we've been through some things together. And the one thing I will say about this man is he has always and 100% had my back through everything. Ups, downs, I will say for sure. This is a real deal. Man of God, a man of faith who's always had my back. And so I'm thankful for him and his friendship. He's family. And so will you help me welcome family and Pastor Nate Terry as he comes to preach the word this morning. Praise the Lord, everybody. God deserves that praise, not me. <laughs> but thank you. Let me pull this over a little bit. I'm glad to be here this morning. Y'all know where I just got out of, right? Jail. Mm -hmm. But praise God. You know, I, I thought about something today uh, as I was leaving jail. I actually thought about uh, the, the joy of preaching Sometimes we don't understand if you're not a preacher, but there's a joy in preaching the word of God. It's nothing else like it, uh, especially uh, when you know you're doing what you're called to do. Uh, you're doing what you're chosen to do. Uh, I never experience joy like I do when I'm preaching. So it's such a beautiful thing. And I just thank God for choosing a, you know, a dirty old low down dog like myself. But God is good. God is real good. I'm excited this morning about this message. I don't know how I'm going to preach it in uh, however many minutes. <laughs> but it's so much more to it uh, than what I can uh, give us or what the Lord would give us in this short amount of time. But I'm just I'm grateful to God to be able to stand before you this morning and talk about the Holy Spirit. Uh, Give me a second here. I had to write some things down, which I normally don't do. I'm normally not a write-down type of preacher. I usually just go, and uh, whatever the Lord tells me to say, I say. Uh, whether I'm doing one message or two messages or three messages, I just usually go and say what the Lord says. I'm typically not the type of study preacher. I don't study to preach. I study this to live the life that's pleasing unto God. And then when I'm ready to preach, it just comes out. Amen. Amen. But uh, this particular time is so much uh, more to the spirit of God. So I had to dig even deeper because we're talking about the spirit of God. Uh, pray with me, family. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, dear Lord. I thank you for your engrafted word that's able to save every soul. Father God, I just thank you. I thank you for being God alone. I thank you for being in a class all by yourself, God, that there is none like you. And I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for being my comforter, my keeper, my deliverer, my savior. Oh, God, my way maker, God, my peace, my joy, my strength, my love. God, I thank you. 
and we give you praise for that. And we just ask that as we come before your people, as you speak to us, that our souls might live. Have your way, Lord. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I do want to give honor to Pastor Mike and Alicia Womer. Uh, I just thank God for them. I truly thank God for this house, uh, how God has set me in this house for a purpose. Uh, I often tell people that kind of flop around from church to church that when God sits us somewhere, he sits us there for a purpose. We're not just to be willy-nilly all over the place, but God sets us in a purpose within, with a purpose in mind. He has an aim and a direction for us. So I'm grateful to God for that, for this house, Relevant Faith Church. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going to invite your attention to the book of Genesis, uh, Genesis chapter 1, and I'm going to be reading the first five verses because we're talking about the, the Spirit of God is what we're referring to today. Uh, the series was on the everyday spirit. So that's what we're going to be talking about. But in Genesis chapter 1, down through verse 5, it says this. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. The reason that I read these five verses, and, and I'm talking about to you this morning, is when God shows up. When God shows up. And the reason I read this verse to you is because this is the first time in the scripture where we ever even got a glimpse or if it's ever even mentioned of the spirit of God, the spirit of God. So there's no way that God would even think about, stay with me now, doing creation without revealing that his spirit is there. Are you listening to me? So his spirit was there even in the beginning of creation, not the beginning of God. But the beginning of God's creation, God's spirit was there. So it's the first time we ever even heard the spirit of God, which is actually befitting because if God is going to create, it has to be God's spirit there to identify who God is. Oh, God, I got to preach this thing. Uh, this is just so much for me dealing with the spirit of God. But the Bible said that the spirit of God moved. Catch that real good now. It didn't just show up, but it moved. 
Every time throughout the Bible, when the Spirit of God shows up, there's a move. Who we? Who we? Who we? So when we're talking about the Spirit of God, we have to identify with a couple different things. The first thing is we're talking about God because there's no way that I could speak on God's Spirit without talking about God because it's His Spirit that we're referring to. You notice I said His. Some people have a problem when you're talking about uh, the Spirit being He. Uh huh. But there's no way that you could have a problem with it when in the scripture it, it is identifying who God is. The Bible said God is a spirit. And those of us that worship him, we must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. So when we're talking about God or we're talking about the spirit of God, we're talking about God himself. Are you listening to me? We're talking about the wind. Mike brought this out when he was talking about an, uh, an everyday spirit. When he was talking about um, he mean, he's meant for every day. He also talked about the power of the Holy Spirit in his second message. And the third message being filled with the spirit and living a spirit-filled life. But when we're talking about the spirit of God, we're talking about the breath of God. The wind of God, the voice of God, the presence of God. It identifies God himself. Are you, are you with me? So when we're talking about the spirit of God, we don't want to put God in a box. Because we're talking about the spirit of God. And all throughout the Bible, we see God's spirit moving. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Stay with me. So we see God's spirit moving because God is a spirit. And also we're dealing with God. We're dealing with the spirit of God and we're dealing with the Holy Spirit. And in order for us to stand, understand the Holy Spirit, then we must understand what it's referring to. The Holy Spirit, it means that God is set apart because holiness means to be set apart. It means to be sanctified. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Not a religion. Don't get it twitted. Not a religion. But God is holy. God is set apart. God is sanctified. God is consecrated. God is clean. God is pure. And God is righteous. Because he's holy. Now sometimes we don't understand and we think that we can't live holy. But I beg to differ because the Bible says, be ye holy for I am holy. That's what he said in the book. He said, be ye holy for I am holy. So we're referring to God's spirit. So all throughout the Bible, as we see God and how he shows up, he shows up in so many different ways. Now, I could put him in a place where I can call God triune like I'm trichotomy I'm spirit I'm soul and I'm body right gotta start with spirit not with body spirit soul and body and God is kind of like us did I say kind of like <laughs> he's like us so he's father he's son 
and he spirit, just to name a few. Uh, maybe that went over your head. Just to name a few, but he is. When we're referring to God, God is just like his creation. Because the Bible said, he said that he created man in his own image, in the likeness of himself. That's how he created us. That's why we're a trichotomy. But God's spirit identifies with who he is. It's just like if you remove my spirit, you have no Nathaniel here. Are you listening to me? You got a body standing here, but if you remove my spirit, there is nothing here. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If my spirit is not in this body, the only thing you know about Nathaniel, because you came in contact with his spirit and his soul and his body. Are you listening to me? So God, when we're dealing with the spirit of God, we're dealing with one of the most powerful things that we can ever even think about. I was listening to the message when, when Mike was talking about it seems strange when you're talking about the spirit of God, right? It seems like a strange act because God manifests himself in so many different ways. The thing that blows my mind is that God would show up. He would show up without even announcing himself. He just show up. Do you remember when the children of Israel had their back against the water? They were right there where they were at the water. They, their front was at the water, but their enemy was at their back, and God showed up. See, God can use his spirit to do a thing when we don't even know how God is going to act, but God will show up on our behalf. He'll send his spirit to do a work to move when we don't even know how he's coming. How many of you have experienced something like that when you were going through a situation and you were crying about the situation and you were crying, you were calling folk and you were telling folk and you were all distressed and all depressed, but God showed up. He showed up and then he shows out. So when God showed up, you know, it's a powerful thing for God to show up and split the Red Sea. Who else could do that? Who else could do that but God? So God's spirit is nothing like we've ever seen in the, in the world or in the earth. God's spirit is something, something so powerful, it's hard to even explain. It's hard to explain God's spirit. It's hard to explain who God is because we only know him by what he has revealed. By what he has revealed through the word of God. And I often think about all the times that he showed up. Are you hearing me? When man sinned in the garden, God showed up. Do you know that? In this instance, he showed up, the Bible said, walking in the cool of the day. Whoa, what a mighty God we serve. He shows up. Can you imagine God's spirit is walking in the garden? Could you imagine how it looked? He's walking. His voice, because his voice is his spirit. That's why he said, my sheep, they know my voice. They know my voice and another they will not follow. See, you can tell me one thing, but if God's spirit is saying something else, I'd rather obey God than to obey you. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying? Because his spirit, he's my father. I recognize his voice. I often tell, you know, I was raised by my mother. And my mother, you know, without a father, some of you mothers know this, my mother, she could be calling my name. She called me Guy. And so she would be like, Guy, I keep playing, keep running around, keep doing what I'm doing. She say, Guy, I keep on playing. I'm hanging with my friends. I'm running around. Then my mother go, Guy, here I come. Because then I recognized that voice. I heard it the first time, but I heard the urgency in that when she said, Guy. So that means if I don't come now, I'm in big trouble just by the urgency. So we should be able to recognize God's voice like that because we're the children of God. We're the children of God, filled with the Spirit of God. Whoo! I hope we understand when it says that we're filled with the Spirit of God. Do you know the Spirit of God is the seal? Ooh, we. It's the stamp of approval that this is mine. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's a seal. He sealed you into the day of redemption. The Holy Ghost is the Spirit. Now, when I'm saying Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit, I'm using them interchangeably. They mean the same thing. Are you listening to me? But he sealed us with his Spirit. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? Seals us with his Spirit because he's that type of God. Do you remember... When God showed up with Esther, huh? See, sometimes they'll say, men will say that women shouldn't preach. I'll be laughing at them. <laughs> I laugh at them when they say women can't preach. Is you crazy? Is you, you must be a dumb bunny. You must have lost your rabbit mind. <laughs> you done lost your rabbit mind. God can use whoever he wants to use. When God sends his spirit, he can send it into a donkey. When God sends his spirit, he can send it into a burning bush and the bush can begin to talk. How are you going to say that a woman can't speak? I don't know what book you're reading, but when God shows up, he shows up like no other. No one else shows up like God. Now, you wouldn't think that if you could know God, because sometimes we try to put a hand on him like we really know him. When he didn't already declare, his thoughts ain't our thoughts, our thoughts, or his ways is not our ways. Sometimes God's, God moves, and I laugh. I often say, God has the greatest personality <laughs> that I've ever seen because he makes me laugh. He makes me cry. He makes me feel good even when I feel bad. What kind of God is this? But his spirit is his manifest presence. Do you understand that it took God's spirit for you to be drawn to him? Do you know that? His spirit drew you to him. His spirit. I happen to be in a prison cell. I'm sitting in a prison, maximum security. And God, 
sent his spirit all the way where I was to open up his coat, if you will, and reveal himself to me. Maybe you can get that one later. He revealed himself because it was like in the eyes of God, I didn't even know him. I never knew who he was. So God sends his word, which is his spirit, his voice, which is his spirit, to save a wretch like me. Are you listening to me? Because he's such a loving God. So I thought about that. And then as I began to learn about God, you know, I'm baffled that a lot of these people, they, they say they get saved and then they preaching. They ain't had no teaching. They, they don't know nothing about God, but you right out there preaching. You got to learn about God before you can talk about God. I couldn't just go preaching the next day after I got, you know, God had worked on me and delivered me. I couldn't just go all around talking about him because I didn't know anything about him. Now, that's different if I was raised in church and I've been around the word. I didn't know nothing about God, not one thing. Only thing I knew was one verse. I knew one verse because a guy I thought was an idiot wrote it on the prison cell. And it said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, you know, but shall have everlasting life. That's the only verse that I ever knew because I seen it on a wall in a cell of a guy that was living in the cell with me. But then one day, on August the 30th, 1990, a preacher came preaching that same verse and it saved my life. Are you listening to me? God sends his spirit to do the work. His spirit does the work. Did you know that his spirit is the leader? Huh? His spirit is the leader. He's the leader. The Bible said that he'll guide us into all truth. The spirit does. The spirit is the spirit of truth. It's God's spirit. There's no ten God spirits. It's one spirit of God. One spirit of God. His spirit does all the work. God shows up in so many different ways. I thought about God sent an angel to a little girl's house by the name of Mary to announce his coming. And then when he announces his coming, he says that the spirit of God is going to overshadow you. Are you hearing me? So even with the spirit of God comes Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I love how God didn't just, didn't just, uh, he, he just showed up. Are you hearing me? He just showed up. Mary was minding her own business. But God showed up. He showed up. Now, sometimes he might send an angel, but he's showing up. God might send me, but he's showing up. God might send you, but he's showing up. God's spirit, and he can use whoever he want to use. God can use a tree to get your attention. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I need us to understand that God can be whatever he wants to be and never cease to be who he is. Do you know that? Yeah, I'll say it again. God can be 
whatever he wants to be and never cease to be who he is. So God can be a door and a doorknob at the same time. Are you hearing me? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. And never cease to be God. God can do whatever he want to do and be wherever he want to be and never leave his glory. Are you listening to me? Because God is a spirit. And those of us that worship him, when we're worshiping God, we're worshiping him in spirit and in truth. My spirit connects with his spirit. And I worship him. See, sometimes God's spirit may tell me to scream, glory! Sometimes God's spirit will tell me to break out in a dance, and I'll just dance. So don't shout me down. Don't even get in my way if you see me dancing. I'm just worshiping the King of kings and the Lord of lords because the spirit of God has moved upon me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And sometimes we'll grieve the spirit. When you know the spirit then said, lift your hands, and you sitting there looking all deep, mysterious, and spooky, all he said was lift up your hands. All he said was clap and give him a clap of praise. Sometimes he might just want you to dance. Sometimes he might want you to shout. Sometimes he may want you to say, hallelujah. You don't want to grieve the spirit of God. Do you know what that means when you grieve the spirit of God? Let me tell you what that means. Let's look at this for a minute. I wrote this down, what it means to grieve. It means to make sad or sorrowful or pain the Holy Ghost. You don't want to do that. You don't want to anger the Spirit of God. You don't want to, to, to bring wrath when it comes to the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is nothing to play with. It is nothing to play with when you're dealing with the Spirit of God. There's a scripture. And the scripture is, it is found in, in Ephesians chapter 4. And it says, grieve not the Holy Spirit. It tells us not to grieve the Holy Spirit. It's the reason why it says do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Because we don't want to find ourselves in that position. We don't want to find ourselves in a position where we're grieving it. Mm. I didn't mean to say it, but I meant him. Thank you. Him. You know, God will check you too. You see how the Holy Spirit worked? He showed up. <laughs> So the Bible tells us not to grieve the Holy Spirit. It's interesting, though. I want to read something to you over in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 5. Over in Acts chapter 5, I won't read every, every word for word, but I'll give you a backdrop of the story from verses 1 through 11, where it talked about there was a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife. These, they had sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, or she had understanding of it, she brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, in this situation, the church had came together. 
and the church was bringing everything that they had and was taking care of all who needed it. So we brought everything that we own, we brought it together, and then if Sister Tina needed this, we took care of that. If Brother Pat needed this, we took care of that. If Pastor Mike needed this, we took care of that. So we brought everything together. So we were in the spirit of God together. There was a union. There was a koinonia. There was a fellowship that they had together. So this husband and wife began to lie about the amount of money that they had got for their own property, which they, it belonged to them. It was their own. But they lied on God. Ooh. And the Bible said, do you know what happened with this story? I want to read something to you here. It said, and Peter answered and told her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yeah, I sold it for this much. And then Peter said, well, how much did you agree together to tempt the spirit of God? Behold, the feet of them that have just buried your husband at the door shall now carry you out and bury you. You see what happened when you lied to the Holy Ghost? So not only did her husband die, she died too. Because they lied to the Holy Ghost. That's why I told you the Holy Ghost ain't nothing to play with. It's serious when we're talking about the Spirit of God. It's serious when we're talking about because when you lie to the Holy Ghost, you're lying to God. And the Bible said that you lie to God. You don't want to lie to God. That's not a place you want to be in. You don't want to lie to God. You want it because God already knows. It'll be like me telling God, God, you know, I didn't do that. I know you think you saw that, God, but that ain't what happened. When God already knows what happened. Why would you lie to God? You probably can fool me, but you can never fool God. You ain't finna get anything past God. I remember I was arguing with a man. I'm going to say argue. <laughs> and the man... The man told me, God can only know what, what can be known. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. God knows all. He said, there's no way God knows all. I said, God know it all. He knew it before it was going to happen. Man, God saw me in my mother's womb. He couldn't grasp that. So he was still left in that mind state. He still had the same mind. Maybe later he got it. I hope so. But anyway, when it comes to God, God knows all that there is to know. So we cannot lie to God because what that does, it puts us in a terrible place because they were carried out just for lying to the Holy Ghost. Over in the book of Romans, I want to talk to you about something. Mike and them said they was talking about Romans 8 in the, in the Bible class. But over in Romans 8 and verse 11, where it talks about the Spirit of God dwelling in you. It talks about the Spirit of God dwelling in you. And even in the resurrection, in the resurrection, he says he's going to quicken your mortal body by his Spirit that's dwelling in you. So his Spirit has to be dwelling in you for the quicken to take place. How else you getting out of here? Hmm? But even if you go into the ground and you die, if his spirit is dwelling in you, you coming up out the grave. Are you listening to me? But his spirit 
has to be dwelling in you. Do you know that the Bible says, if you have not his spirit, you are none of his. That's what it says. I can't get around that. If you have not his spirit, you do not belong to him. By creation, but as his child, you don't belong to him. You know? When I didn't have his spirit in me, I didn't belong to him. I was not his, only by creation. Only by creation did I belong to him. But one day, he filled me with his spirit. I've never been the same since. Are you listening to me? I've never been the same since. Now, God meets us where we are. You understand that? He comes to us where we are. You know, I grew up in the slums of the ghetto. <laughs> See, I didn't just say the ghetto. It's a difference. I grew up in the slums of the ghetto. Big difference. But when it comes to God, it didn't matter where I come from. Are you hearing me? But God still saved me. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He still saved me. Still put his spirit in me. I remember the day. Now, maybe you don't understand this, but I remember the day that I went down in this water. I got baptized. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I got baptized in Jesus' name. They took me down in the water. When I come up out the water, I was speaking in other tongues. I had never done that before, ever. I was speaking in other tongues as I come up out that water. And it was like a burst in my spirit. And my stomach was like, boom. And I began to speak. Like Mike called it the ability, right? I think that's how you said it, the ability, because I had no ability. But when he filled me with the spirit of God, he put the ability in my bosom and I began to utter these words that I had never uttered before. God filled me with the spirit of God, which gave me the power, oh my God, to live this saved life that I'm preaching about. To live this saved life that I'm preaching about. I need the spirit of God to live this life. I can't live a holy and save life without God's spirit. You can play it off if you want to. But you know what? You ever notice anything about a wolf and a sheep? Now, the wolf can play the sheep for so long. But after a while, that sheep's hair going to get hot. It's going to get to him because <laughs> he's playing the sheep. Are you listening to me? After a while, that sheep's hair ain't like the wolf hair. You know, because you know how thick that sheep hair get. It get thick and curly. That wolf start to get hot. And then you start to see the real wolf. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You start to see the real wolf. Because the wolf can only play sheep for so long. You know, after a while. Because see, the wolf ain't going to go, ah, he don't do that. He can't do that. All he can do, once he gets so hot, he's going to go, oh, and you're going to know who he is. Are you listening to me? So God puts his spirit in us, and it separates us from everything else. God's spirit shows up in us. 
just like it showed up. I remember when God's spirit showed up, and what was his name? Uh, John the Baptist's father. John the Baptist's father, the Bible said that the spirit of God was upon him. And then it said that the spirit of God was upon John the Baptist. Then it said that the spirit of God was in Elizabeth, his mother. So the spirit of God came because whenever there's a work to be done in the kingdom of God, God's spirit shows up. His spirit shows up. Just like that day it showed up in me, just like that day it showed up in you, it comes to change you from the inside out. I could not live this life without the spirit of God. So the spirit of God had to show up. It had to show up. People of God, God wants to show up in you and show out in you. It's people that need to hear the word of God that's on the inside of you. You don't want to just say, I'm saved, and I'm saved, and I'm saved, and that's it. Somebody else needs to know that you're saved. Mm -hmm. By your life, by the spirit-led, filled life, or spirit-filled, led life, and also with you telling them. I can't just say I got to keep my mouth closed because I can't just go to the prison and not say nothing. I got to open my mouth and speak and tell them what great things God have done for me. I got to tell somebody about the Lord. How many people know you saved? Or are you a secret CIA saint? And don't nobody know you saved but us church folk. People need to understand and know that we're saved because the Holy Spirit is not going to allow us to hide who we are. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So this everyday spirit, the Holy Spirit, we need it to live this life. We need it to be born again. We need it to walk this life and we need it to get out of here. We can't live without it. I mean, you can exist without it. But you won't be getting up out of here on that great resurrection day. So I encourage you. I encourage you. Make sure that you got what you say you got. Mm -hmm, it's quiet up in here. But make sure you have what you say you have. The Bible said he give the Holy Ghost to them that ask. That's what he said. He give it to them that ask. It also said he give it to them that obey. So when I obey repentance, I receive the Holy Ghost. A mother told me, an old mother, Mother Grant, she said this. She said, if you truly repent, God will truly save you. Woo! That's what she told me. Oh, my God. So if we truly repent, God will truly save us. Because he ain't going to, he's not going to allow us. The Bible said the work that he starts, he'll complete it until the day of redemption. God don't start no work in you and then just leave you off to the side. That's why the Bible said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Mm -hmm. He's the author and the finisher of my faith. That means he's the one that starts it. He's the one that finishes it because he's God. His spirit moves throughout the earth. I'm amazed when I see God's spirit in operation. Because even when I preach, now you may sit down and have a conversation with me. And, you know, I'm in this quiet, you know, 
gentle guy, you know, giant, kind of quiet, not too much, loud, you know, not too much. But when I come to preach, the spirit of God is in operation. Sometimes I shock myself. Like, what? who was that? Are you hearing me? Because of the spirit of God and it's showing up. I encourage people of God that we continue to allow the spirit of God to show up in us. We don't wait till we get the relevant for the spirit to show up. You know? You know? But the spirit needs to be an everyday spirit. Every day in operation in our life. I tell people all the time, I'm glad I'm saved. Do you know that? I'm glad I'm saved. I could have been dead and gone long time ago. I've been shot. I've been stabbed. My skull is cracked. I've been beat down like a dog. I've been stumped. I spent many years in a prison cell, years, I'm telling you, over a decade, and I'm glad that he saved me. I'm glad he saved me. I'm glad he filled me with his spirit. I've never been the same since. Never been the same since. I'm glad that I have the everyday spirit ordering my steps. Because sometimes, God, people will be going all this way, and I don't go that way. Because the Spirit of God tells me to go this way. Are you hearing me? I got to be having a spiritual ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. Do you know in the book of Revelation, it says, hear what the Spirit is saying? So I need to hear what the Spirit is saying. It's okay if you hear what your husband is saying. That's okay. It's okay if you hear what your wife is saying. That's fine. It's okay if you hear what the children is saying. That's fine. But you better hear what the Spirit is saying. That's what you want to hear. We're talking about the everyday Spirit. The Spirit of God. We can't live without it. You know, there's a man downtown Peoria. He ought to be ashamed of himself. He says one name says it all, but he ain't got Jesus up there. It's Jansen up there. <laughs> no, 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 no. On the contrary, there's one name that says it all. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. That's the only name among heaven, among men, whereby we must be saved. Jesus, in case you haven't noticed, I'm an emotional preacher. But one name, it's one name that makes me emotional like that. It's one name that makes me cry like that. It's one name that makes me get on my knees like that and let me bow down. It's only one name that can do me like that, and that name is Jesus. I thank God for the Holy Spirit and what he's done in my life. I thank God for the Holy Spirit and what he's done in your life. When he shows up, he always show out. Always. So keep in mind that the Holy Spirit shows up in you, shows up in me, shows up at Relevant Faith Church, the Holy Spirit. 
he shows up in Pastor Mike to give us a word that we can live that word. Because we're to live that word that he's preaching. You know, I'm a preacher, but I still need to hear the word that my soul might live. Sometimes I go to jail and preach, and I get out of jail, I'm drained, and I come hear a word from the pastor, and it rejuvenates me. It jumpstarts me back. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The word of God is the spirit of God. That's God's spirit in operation, his word. I thank God for the everyday spirit. I came in peace. God bless you.